0: Welcome to Footy Time, my name is Johnny Raff and we've got the Grand Final set and to join me and discuss these fantastic matches and, and the Grand Final itself is Daniel Andrews. How are you going, Dan?
1: Good, thanks, Johnny. Yep, great to be here in Grand Final week and yes, yeah, got some really interesting stuff to discuss with the prelims and yeah, looking forward to a great Grand Final, hopefully.
0: Both prelims are really entertaining ones and I can't remember a time where they were both that, that I guess, tightly contested. There's usually one prelim that's good and one that's a bit of a blowout. But uh, yeah, I th- don't think we will let down this time. And we're going to start on Friday night with the Collingwood VGWS prelim. Uh, yeah, let you take it away, Dan.
1: Yes, absolutely. So we had Collingwood, who had won through to the prelim after beating Melbourne in the first week. And gWS with their two road wins, had earned a prelim final berth the MCG so Collingwood did go into this game as favorites. I think they're about maybe a dollar sixty five ish on the betting, but uh yeah, I think there were some uh, people that thinking that you know GWS had what it took to get the job done here, so it was shaping as an interesting match. How did you see this one in the lead in Johnny?
0: Oh, I definitely thought it was going to be a good match. Uh, the Giants had the matchups and had the scoring power to trouble Collingwood if they were going to get in behind their, uh, I guess, high-pressing defence. Yeah, I thought they would definitely kick goals on them, but it all came down to the start, really. I think that was going to set the tone.
1: Yes, absolutely. And it was Collingwood who were up and about early in this one, for sure. Two goals in the board before you could take a breath, really, in that first five minutes. They were hitting in hard giving the Giants very little time any time that they got the ball. And it was McStay marking uh, uncontested, really, in front of his GWS defender who'd somehow slipped over. And also Crisp finding a little window of space out out the front of a stoppage. So, uh, yeah, two goals on the board there very quickly.
0: Yeah, they they came to play. Uh, That was a great kick from Crisp. Um, But, yeah, that was just... uh, a team typical of taking their chances.
1: And Cybottom was causing all sorts of problems on the outside and probably at the inside as well. So he was just racking up. Didn't seem like anyone was that keen on going near him from the Giants. So after this quick burst, though, from Collingwood, the Giants did seem to find a little bit of composure with ball in hand. Little by little, they seemed to come into the game and uh, getting more of their numbers into the right spots. So while... It was still hot in the contest. The Giants were able to stabilize here for sure. And they did have some really good chances in this first quarter as well. Three really gettable misses uh, one to Daniels, one to Callum Brown, and one to Josh Kelly from cro- close range. I think he received uh, at close range and in Canada into the post there. So, yeah, Giants weren't without their chances here, Johnny.
0: Yeah, it's just uh, the classic scenario. <laughs> you know, you've got a pretty much. If you- if you're behind early, you've got to take every chance he gets, and yeah, I mean that was still matching him around the ground, I thought, but just lacking that little bit of polish
1: Yeah, absolutely so overall, it was a relatively open quarter, really and it did feel like GWS was very much in the game despite trailing, so it was 2 two fourteen 14 to the pies, zero three 3 to GWS, so it's an 11 point lead here, so I think I mentioned to my brother Jeremy at the end of this quarter that it felt a lot like the Melbourne Collingwood game in this first quarter. Collingwood getting off to a fast start in both games and then the opposition sort of slowly coming into it a little bit. But yeah, it did sort of mirror that with Collingwood being able to put on a heap of pressure, especially in the first half of the quarter and uh, getting some errors out of the opposition in that way.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, it was. It was always going to be a tight-fought game. I thought uh, it wasn't really going to be open and free-flowing. But uh, yeah, they yeah they were they approached it very similar to the way they did in the Melbourne game, and yeah, they just took those chances early, and it, it helps. I mean, it helps to be leading early in a in a final. I think I'm sure the stat is that I, I'm non, don't know if it's like the last ten years or something, but the last. Um, Oh well, I think it's 80% of teams leading at quarter time in the finals goes on to win or something like
1: that. Um, yeah. so It's a good stat for the team leading at quarter time. That's it's a very sure. good stat, yeah. So let's go to the second quarter. So it was the Goalless Giants who were dominating clearance now in the first 10 minutes here, and they finally managed to put it on the scoreboard. So it was Jesse Hogan marking really strongly over a couple at the point of 50, uh, I was wondering whether he had the distance in him, but in a flash he handballed it off to Toby Green, who was right next to him, and it didn't look like Toby had hit the kick quite right, but he got plenty of distance on it, and it sailed through the goals there.
0: Fantastic goal! And yeah, I don't think Hogan quite has the distance there. I think um, he might have once, but I think ever since those back issues, I find that that kind of
1: took a few meters off his uh, off his maximum distance. Yeah, so by this point, you know, we had four points on the board and it just looked like they they're playing very well at this point, really, but, yeah, just really struggling to get it on the board. So it was great that Toby Green could be the one to just say, okay, enough of this. This is going through.
0: Yep, yeah, yeah, and a fantastic quarter.
1: So a short time later, it was Tom Green marking around 40 metres out and nailing a long set shot there as well. And in the blink of an eye, the Pies lead was gone. So during this period, it was GWS really dominating around the ball and they were trying to get the ball into some of their better users' hands and they've got quite a lot of them. They're able to spot up quite a lot of kicks around sort of the half forward line and getting short kicks into that 40 metre range as well. So that was really helping hoping to uh, open up the play there. So it allowed yep. the Giants to uh, get a run of four goals here, and uh, yeah, the Pies supporters in the stands were getting a, a, a little bit quiet during this period. It didn't look like they had many answers for what GWS was putting on them here.
0: Yeah, well, just the four scoring shots, <gasps> really. And yeah, the, I don't. I'd like to know what the inside fifty count was for Collingwood that quarter, but yeah, they just didn't. They did not have the answers at all, really.
1: Yeah, it was all starting in the middle, wasn't it, like, GWS really dominant around the ball. I guess Tom Green was the absolute standout, but guys like Cornelio and uh, Kelly were getting busy as well.
0: Yep, yeah, absolutely, The, the key guys you'd want to be getting
1: involved, yeah. So there were a couple of goals as well to Cumming and Riccardi during this period, and for the Pies side of things, they could only manage four points for the quarter, and, uh, really not generating much dangerous play at all. Although they did get one bit of play towards the end of the quarter where Nick Dokos was more or less running into an open goal and from about 20 out, he went for the check side uh, on the run and just managed to miss to the near side there. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it, this it's sort of a trend. I guess it's not a new thing. Players wanting to go for check sides on the run rather than just taking the onus and just trying to kick the ball straight.
0: Yeah, it's just another one of those, I guess, cheap tricks, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know why you can't just run straight line and drop punt, but
1: yeah. Yeah, we see another one of these that is uh, probably even more important a bit later on that maybe also shouldn't have been a check side kick. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether it's like an insti- instinctive thing when the players feel like they don't have as much time and they just go for these sort of snaps or check side kicks rather than just actually you know, executing that more regular style drop punt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So really, this was definitely the Giants quarter. They'd uh, been quite dominant with four goals to zip in this quarter. So that all ended up as a 2 618 18 to 4-4-28. Uh, 10 point lead to the Giants there. So 20 point swing in a quarter, Johnny. It was all uh, flips it upside down here.
0: Yeah, I mean, so four one to four behinds. Yes, that's that's crazy. I mean, uh, yeah, trailing. Yeah, so they were losing by eleven at the start. Yeah, yeah, that's that's incredible. Um, yeah, but like the stats didn't lie. I mean, they were well on top in in all the midfield metrics, and yeah, they were making the most of those opportunities.
1: Yeah, they were connecting really well. So. Obviously, the the pressure was up because it was a final. But they were able to get into a bit of space, and after they sort of breached that first line of defence that the Pies had, some of their runners were finding a bit of space and uh, you know using their sort of short kicking skills quite effectively. So, yeah, it was all clicking here for the Giants in this particular quarter. Yep. All right, let's go to the third quarter now. So. The Giants had a 4-50 stoppage in around uh, the early part of this quarter and it was Mason Cox who won it straight down, but Toby Green was able to release at the exact right time from his opponent and he did the old trick of using the right hand to guide it down onto the left foot and uh, straight through the middle on the snap there. Great goal.
0: Great, Great goal, yeah. Yeah, probably the goal of the night, really.
1: Do you ever remember those sort of kicks from... Guys that was kick or anything, Johnny. When you know you couldn't kick on the left, so or you might be playing against someone, so they just sort of guide yeah. it down the opposite side <laughs> it was effective. Yeah, no,
0: absolutely. Uh, I did it. Um, <laughs> yeah, like uh, left kicking left foot was really hard in junior footy, and that so uh, it was felt like a bit of a way to cheat. Just uh, guide it down with your right hand, and yeah, it's like the halfway to doing a proper left foot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it worked for Toby, so that was yeah. a great way for them to start the quarter. So Collingwood hadn't kicked a goal now for a very long time, so they, it had been goalless through all of the first quarter, but for the first five minutes, goalless for the whole of the second quarter, and they had to wait till the five-minute mark of the third quarter before they finally broke through. So uh, they did manage to get a bit of a run on here, and I do remember how this happened, so... GWS was sort of trying to clear the ball from half back. They had won it back and had a clear possession, probably around like seventy meters out. And I don't know mm. who it was, but completely muffed the kick. Like there was no Giants player anywhere near where the ball landed. Collingwood player marked it and uh, got it back inside fifty very quickly. And so that felt like a bit of an unforced error there from GWS.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was very strange. Very strange. Uh, yeah. Yes. Still don't quite know how that happened. And it seemed, yeah, costly.
1: It seemed to be just the tonic for the Pies to get back into this game. There was a couple uh, of chances for them to get their intercept game going i know markov on the member's side of the ground uh got a really nice intercept and used his speed and uh the play opened up in front of him there and a similar thing happened on the shane Warren wing as well and they got another uh very clean passage of play so a couple more goals and then there was a couple of surge goals as well uh one to bo mcquery from quite close in but yeah it was really starting to look like a magpie style game in this third quarter just uh you know pushing up to defend and uh, moving the ball quickly so uh yeah they almost have their own sort of style where or maybe it's just because you know the pies fans just get up so much when they kick goals every time they're getting it deep inside 50 it just feels like the opposition's under that much more pressure (laughs) than any other team just because of the ferocity of the pie supporters perhaps
0: yeah it plays a part but um yeah, it's funny how it, it did take a while for this run on to come, but once it did, it came thick and fast and they kicked what, five one for the quarter, JWS two five. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it had to come and it did, so yeah, you gotta give him gotta give him some credit for that.
1: Yeah, they did start doing a bit better around the stoppages in this quarter as well to go, crisp Pendlebury getting his hands on it a bit. So they'd sort of even up that up a bit and I think got ahead. So that was a real hallmark of that second quarter, GWS just being uh, the far stronger around the clearances. But, yeah, I think Dugowie was the one who really started, you know, getting in the right position and using his uh, brute strength to get a bit of space and get the ball going the pies away. Yep, Yeah, definitely. He was,
0: uh,
1: he was really turning it on at this point. They were getting relatively good service in the ruck from Cox in particular. So, uh, yeah, they were able to turn that around. It looked like a real problem for them. In much of the first half,
0: yeah, Cox started winning a few of the hitouts and getting some good ones to advantage. And yeah, just giving those Collingwood mids a chance to get first use of it. uh, That was definitely lopsided before that. They
1: were, yeah, they just couldn't seem to touch it. So the Giants did have a couple of chances at the back end of this quarter. They just seem to lack a little bit of composure, though. I think, I can't remember who the exact player was, but he took a shot from around 40 meters out when. Toby Green was by all by himself, sort of running back towards goal, probably about twenty meters out. So that would have been a certain goal if he could have just s- spotted that one up. And there were a couple more chances as well. So it did seem like maybe they just the moment was a little bit too big for them, at least th- at that point. So yeah, how, did you how did you see this phase of the game for the Giants, Johnny? Yeah, um,
0: yeah, just th- didn't quite hold the nerve. Uh, th- like one or two of those chances probably could have converted and, yeah, it just would have been a bit more of a settler. But, uh, yeah, just, yeah, it did It did look like a team that just couldn't quite hold the move.
1: So if you combine that with the early misses, uh, those first four points, not they weren't easy shots, but, you know, some of them probably should have gone through. It kind of felt like a bit of a theme of this game that, GWS were making a little bit of hard work of getting some of their good play on the board. So yeah. like it's it's a recurring problem for a lot of teams, but yeah, I suppose when you're not able to do that in a final, that can cause some problems and yeah. yeah. yeah it Ma- works against you. <laughs> Whereas, yeah, you know, Collingwood gets on the run and they're just dubbing them from everywhere, so they get five goals on the run. So yeah, I guess maybe in hindsight where GWS had the control for the best part of, you know, quarter and a half, two quarters. Maybe they didn't score quite enough during that period.
0: Yeah, I, I, like I said, I think just one or two more might have done it. And, yeah, they just kept that door open, unfortunately.
1: So that third quarter ended up 7, 7 forty nine to 6 nine forty Four-point lead to the Pies. So uh, very tight going into the last quarter there.
0: Yeah, very tight. As tight as you can get in a prelim. Uh, I thought Collingwood would probably have the slightest tendency, especially coming home with that kind of crowd. But uh, yeah,
1: you just you couldn't you couldn't look away. You you just had no idea what was coming next. So it was all on the line for a place in the grand final as the fourth quarter kicked off. And the first thing I noticed was that Ginnivan had been subbed in and McStay was out of the game. I found this strange uh, just because he seemed to be the only one of the Collingwood forwards who looked like taking a big mark, and he'd kicked two goals to this point, but I think he was actually injured. Is yeah,
0: that Yeah, it's, um, I think he had, uh, I think it was a medial,
1: I think an M- MCL. Uh, yeah, so he'll definitely be out. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's going to be well. missing. Yeah. So, yeah, that meant the Pies were a bit smaller in their front half for this particular quarter. Yes. So... Look like GWS were continuing to try and take the game on, but they seemed to be under more pressure now. It was definitely harder for them to win the ball away from the clearance situation, and even when they were getting their possession chains going, they had a little bit less time than perhaps they had in the second quarter. They did find they- a way. Uh, you go.
0: No, oh, no, they did. They were under pressure pretty much every second, but they really did impress me in the way they were still able to hit some targets. I thought there was. Uh, who was it uh, off half-back? I think it was, um, is it Eden or uh, oh, number Iden. 39? Iden, yeah. Iden, yeah. yeah uh, he really was impressive. His attack on the ball was great, but he was also able to make something of it. Uh, even if it was just like tapping it to someone or quick hands or hitting a target by foot. He, was, he impressed me.
1: Yeah, I think he was one of GWS's better players. They had a lot yeah. of good players, but uh, some of the contests he was winning and the cleanliness of use after winning it, that really stood out for sure. Definitely. So even though the Giants are under a lot of pressure, they did seem to be able to find a way to start linking up a little bit more than perhaps they had in the last quarter and a bit. So it ended up with Daniel Lloyd at around the 50-meter mark who'd received here. And uh, as he was lining up for goal, uh, the Collingwood player, I think it might have been side bottom, seemed to walk off the mark. And I think another Collingwood player might have run through the uh, protective zone as well. So it was a 50-meter yeah. uh free there, and Daniel Lloyd, gold from the square.
0: Yeah, and that leveled the game, didn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it was super tight, and uh, that brought it basically back to even, I think. You're right. Yes. So is the Pies getting a bit of play going back their way? uh, Ending up with sort of a kick that dropped a little bit short, but Cox's outstretched arms were the only one who could get anywhere near it even though I think it was Sam Taylor trailing in there. And, uh, yeah, he seemed to be in a good spot for his uh, kick. He was about 40 metres out. I think that's kind of his range. And, yeah, he's a very accurate set shot.
0: Yeah, it dropped in the perfect spot, really, for him to get the mitts out. And, uh, yeah, look, he's a reasonably safe set shot for the goal. And he was uh, very happy to get stuck into Taylor afterwards as well.
1: <laughs> so that gave Collingwood the one-goal lead again. So, uh It was a very tight game, and that was a very important goal there. So it just felt like everything was difficult for the Giants now. So Mm -hmm. they kept coming, but there was a lot of broken bits of play where they couldn't quite link up or find all the links to the chain they needed to get all the way down the ground. Mm -hmm. But it was a sizzling kick coming in to Hogan. Not sure who actually kicked it in. It was a great kick, perhaps Whitfield, marking strongly overhead and uh, from about 40 out not too much of an angle to speak of, went back and got that one through the big stick. So that was that was a big moment to bring it back to, I think, a one-point deficit there, Johnny.
0: Yeah, it was either Whitfield or Perryman, I think. Um, but yeah, it was a fantastic kick. And yeah, it was, it was really good to see Jesse delivering the moment like that. Uh, one-point game.
1: So there's still quite a bit of time left at this point. I think maybe around sort of eight or nine minutes of game time you can... Do you remember specifically, Johnny? It's hard to remember Um, when you're at the ground. (laughs) uh,
0: Look, it was was over five. It was definitely well over five minutes. I would say, yeah, maybe seven minutes left. Yeah,
1: there was plenty of time left. And the Giants had another forward entry, and uh, somehow the ball just sort of fell perfectly for Toby Green. It was a bit of a contested situation. The ball just sort of popped out to him in the right forward pocket. And... He goes for the check side but uh, doesn't quite get enough purchase on it and Sidebottom is able to mark running back basically on the goal line. So it would have definitely been a goal if uh, Sidebottom wasn't there but he was uh, awake to the danger there and got into the right spot.
0: Yeah, there's always one moment, isn't there? This was definitely theirs. Uh, That's the one you look back on. Uh, Was it fatigue? You just didn't seem to be able to put enough... um, you know, put enough
1: arc on it. Yeah, I don't know. When you're hitting those like check sides in particular, or even like a snap, they're just more liable to fall short. I think so. You have to hit it perfectly to get the height on it, really. So yeah,
0: I don't. I'm just yeah, not really sure do. if that's
1: the right option. Like, especially like he wouldn't have been thinking about this at this point because there's so long left. But they're only one point down. Even yeah. a point there is valuable.
0: Oh, yeah, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> A score is better than nothing in that yeah, situation.
1: Like, obviously, he wants to kick the goal and he goes to the Czech side. But, yeah, I don't know. I think if he'd gone for the drop punt, he definitely would have made the distance. So whether he kicked it or not is another question, I suppose. But, yeah, I guess we can't be too critical of him there just because there was so long left. He w- There's no way he would have thought to just try and even get the point rather than necessarily worrying too much about the goal. What do you reckon?
0: Yeah, look, it's. Look, I still think that you got to score in that situation. At least you know whether or not. Yeah, I know there was one point down, but I just didn't expect Toby Green to drop that short. Like, yeah.
1: How far out do you reckon he was there? About twenty-five meters, somewhere around that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, about twenty-five. I think yeah, yeah. easily, maybe twenty.
1: So there's still quite. He did,
0: yeah. he did very well to get that ball though. By the way.
1: Yeah, I don't quite know how it ended up with him, but he was in the right, exact right spot as he usually is inside 50 when there's a loose ball. Yes, yes. So there's still about five minutes on the clock at this point, but Collingwood were doing all they could to try and prevent the ball getting out into any open space. There were so many stoppages during this period, and it seemed like... The play from a, from a lot of the Collingwood players was just to get their body over the ball and sort of half fall on the ball. Not enough, not in an obvious way that you'd be penalised, but just to keep locking the ball up. And there was very little open play during this period.
0: Yeah, and Collingwood's really good at that as well. I find they, they at collapsing it in and not letting it spill out and into uncertainty. <laughs> they seem to keep it really in tight when they need to.
1: Yes, absolutely, and with. About a minute left on the clock, there was one final stoppage that the Pies really had to defend. And uh, the Collingwood supporters all went up as one as they wanted away from that stoppage and found an uncontested mark on the wing. And that was the end of the game. The siren blared and Collingwood were into another grand final. Yep, yep, that was it. That was it. So, yeah, I think... You know Collingwood's ability just to win a lot more clearances in the second half and uh, just give the Giants less supply definitely helped their cause and uh, the defense definitely stood up. But uh, yeah, just being able to turn around some of the trend of the game that we saw in that second quarter where they were really getting beaten badly at the clearances, uh, I think that was probably one of the biggest changes in that second half that ultimately allowed them to hang on for that one-point win
0: yeah they just they win the clearances when it counts. they seem to, to do it in the vital moments. It's not really about the uh weight of numbers with Collingwood it's just uh yeah, this is the moment that they need a clearance and it was to coming up with it or you know one of their other one of the Tom Mitchell you know they, they were able to just do that when they needed to do it and yeah it, it's impressive it, it it's a it was very much a Collingwood game in that second half so what do you
1: think actually allowed? Collingwood to get back into the game in the third quarter. I mentioned in the rundown that it had been so long since they scored a goal. What started to swing the game? Do you think?
0: Yeah, I, it's a bit. It just happened so quick. It, it felt like it was taking ages, but then it happened really quickly. I'm trying to think of what was it, what it was, but um, yeah, I, I think that they were starting to win a bit more contested ball and just getting a few extra chances, a bit more overlap. Uh, they weren't really able to sort of spread the way they w they usually do because they just they didn't have anything to sort of start it off. But uh, once they did start it off, they were yeah they were definitely running in numbers. But yeah, I'm not I'm still not quite sure. Like, um, what do you reckon?
1: I guess I, I kind of mentioned it in the rundown a little bit. Like they got that little bit of luck where GWS turned the ball over badly and basically gifted them a goal, and then a couple of, you know, patented sort of Collingwood turnover play goals where they're getting the game moving quickly. And then from there, the ball just sort of seemed to be falling for them a little bit more. And I think that, I think they just got their confidence back a little bit after a goal or two here, they started doing a bit better around the clearances. And I think Dugowie in particular caught fire. Chris was also very good. So yeah, they're just stronger around the ball and, uh, it just it did feel like a Collingwood game at that point. Like GWS did really well to hang in, but uh, yeah, they definitely wore a few punches in that third quarter. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, just at the start of the third quarter, when I saw the score was like thirty-five to seventeen, I thought, yeah, this is just it's kind of set up for a Collingwood fight back. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like that. Like they just got something going. We've seen it so many times. They just need a spark, and that's that's it.
1: I guess that kind so, of leads through to my next question. Like, should – I kind of mentioned it in the rundown as well, but should GWS have scored more when they had the game on their terms here?
0: Yeah, I definitely think they should have had at least at least two more goals. Um, but, yeah, it's – I don't know. It's hard. I don't want to say it's like a young side thing because there's still so many players there that played in that last grand final. So. I don't know. I think they should have. I think they should have been a bit more clinical in front of goal.
1: Yeah, I think it's been a trend of a lot of the finals, this uh, final series really, the inability of teams when they're actually dominating to put a lot of score on the board. Like they are putting score on the board, but you don't necessarily feel like they're getting the true value for their dominance on the scoreboard. And yeah. I think that's one of the things that's helped keep a lot of these games close. Like we've had very few games by even that are going by over five goals. So yeah, it's just perhaps a little bit of a nod to how well teams are defending, but beyond that, like teams are getting enough shots. They're just not uh not dobbing enough of them, I suppose. Yeah, yeah definitely. Alright, so it's a one point game. You could probably make a case for either team. Who should have won this game, Johnny? Um, jeez.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do think that DWS will rue some of their chances that they missed. Um, and I, d- I thought they didn't lose any fans really. So I'm going to say they. I'm going to say the Giants should have won it. Hmm,
1: interesting one. I think yeah. both teams defended brilliantly. That's L- true. Like yeah. the number of you know dangerous forward forays that DWS were able to defend in that second half, in particular, guys like Sam Taylor and Aidan Buckley, they were just getting it out of there again and again. And it was a similar story down Collingwood's end. They stood up very well as well. Yeah. And uh, like I think in a large part. Collingwood has their defense to thank for getting through these two finals so far in the 2023. Like they haven't been scoring a whole lot and, uh, the defense has been holding up the team. I kind of feel. Yeah. Look, I just think that, um,
0: in that third quarter, I just think that the giants, they just needed to get one more there and it, it, it could have really helped. So, I don't know. We've seen Collingwood come back from a lot of these deficits, but, uh, yeah, uh, I, I just think that this was definitely a, a good chance for the Giants, a better chance than maybe some people thought.
1: Mm, absolutely. So, like, I think Giants did a heap right here. Like, they could have very easily won this game. I think, And I think they did probably do enough to win the game. But I think in some ways that does actually make it more impressive that Collingwood was able to win this. I've, obviously, it's not a super, you know, convincing performance from Collingwood either because... They very easily could have lost, but uh, yeah. yeah, I think at that point to be able to pick themselves off the canvas after not scoring so long, and yeah, just make it a Collingwood game in that second half, or at least enough of a Collingwood game to bridge the deficit. That was impressive.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They did what they had to do, and they did, yeah, they, it could have gone, it could have gone by the wayside, but uh, they managed to get it on the turns when they needed to, and they got the win.
1: It would have been interesting to see what did happen in that last five minutes if Toby Green kicked that last goal that we're talking about at the Czech side. Obviously, we'll never know, but uh, there was plenty of time left for another goal or two, although they were pretty hard to come by in that last quarter.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I had a bit of a flash through my head. It kind of reminded me a little bit of that 2011 prelim with Collingwood and Hawthorne. I don't think it was super high scoring, but there was a bit of goal for goal late in it. And I think that's when Buddy Franklin kicked the uh, that super goal. And then I think it might have been Travis Cloak or someone who kicked the winner. But yeah, it, it was very similar. And um, yeah, Collingwood got over the top on that occasion too.
1: Yeah, fantastic game that one as well. Yeah, absolutely. So if defence wins premierships, is Collingwood in the box seat to win the Premiership Cup, Johnny?
0: Yeah, look I think you have to you have to give them the uh the props there. They've just got a really really good backline. They yeah, they can play one-on-one a lot of them and uh, Isaac Quain is really playing well one-on-one at the moment.
1: Uh He had so many intercept g- marks in this game. Very good in the air.
0: Very good, very good in the air. Uh yeah, I think you have to. I think just player for player, you have to give the edge to the, the Pies there.
1: Absolutely. Did you have anything else on this game before we move on to the next one?
0: Um, no, like just, yeah, well done to Collingwood. They got done and, yeah, well, Giants definitely didn't lose any fans. Uh, great first season for Adam Kingsley. And, yeah, yeah, that was a really good job by
1: the Pirates. Yeah, it was super uh, intense but, in that last quarter. Like, I, I'm not necessarily sure how, you know, where this particular game ranks with some of the other great prelim finals we had. But, you know, you had two yeah. teams... Uh, Throwing all they had at each other, and uh, yeah, one comes up by a point, so uh, it's good fun to watch.